1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic kick off their Sydney Cup campaign with a defeat against the hosts Scotland end the international year with a loss in Turkey Despite a fine goal as John McGinn makes it 15 for his country And Yanis Hadji says he's in a good place mentally as he nears a return from injury I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Even though we're in this mini winter break Gordon There's still plenty of interest kicking about and Scotland last night against Turkey I suppose the Scotland manager had a look at players that he may not have been able to see before so there'll be plenty of thoughts in if that worked or didn't and Celtic obviously in their, their tour just now in Australia they shuffled the pack today they were undone it's taken them to go all the way to Sydney to taste defeat um, I just wonder how that'll pan out if Ange Postecoglou will shuffle the pack again or will he give some of his fringe players much needed 90 minutes against Everton I like that It's a good start A mini winter break He calls yeah. it There's nothing mini about it Four weeks tonight though Rangers are back Against Hibs That's the first game We've only got four weeks Right Not the end he's counting It's not that long is it yeah, And we've really? got a small matter Of some tiny International tournament In between times To keep us all going But uh, and I like We're Mark, here We're uh, still here And yeah, we're looking forward to it I like Matt's quote there That Celtic had to go All the way to Sydney To um, you know Taste defeat I'd they go all the way to Melbourne To taste rejection uh, And it's a long way to go I watched the game today I was in my friend's house Who's got Celtic TV And we sat and we watched it Quarter to nine with a coffee Quite enjoyed the game It was great to see Some of the young players Getting a, an outing as well A uh, bit of disappointing result And I've got to say Gordon I know it was a uh, an international friendly last night I really enjoyed the Turkey Scotland game. I thought, tempo, yeah, wasn't yeah it? I really enjoyed it um, thought we played well in patches great mm. goal with uh, the skipper John McGuinn on, was he the skipper nah, he's not the skipper no Andrew Robertson all, nah. was playing wasn't he McGuinn McGuinn <laughs> you've added a W <laughs> in there there was a lot wrong with that it's <laughs> <laughs> four McGuinn. weeks McGuinn sounds I, I'm, Welsh I'm in my mini break I can say what I want you I'm in my you've mini come break in your John, John McGuinn's away in the World Cup in Wales and he's not even the captain I'm in Gareth Bale he's not even the skipper is he anyway it's 01419511025 so get in touch and keep us company we need you we said we would stay on every night throughout this World Cup break even Though it is a bit quiet on the domestic front So get in touch And let us know what is on your mind Celtic fans, did you watch it? Tell me nobody phoned in sick off work to go <laughs> to watch a friendly But I know the level of obsession that's out there amongst our listeners So just maybe uh, And if you managed to watch it What did you make of it? Do you do you care? It's a, it's a friendly, ultimately But, you know, everybody gets their football fix And still gets happy with some things And disappointed with others So what did you make of it? Any fringe players catch your eye? For the right reasons Any fringe players catch your eye For the wrong reasons And Postacoglu As you would expect He was taking it pretty seriously He wasn't happy With the performance Wasn't happy with the defeat So I'm wondering If you watched it First and foremost Did you get up early uh, Or did you manage to Put off your morning plans To watch that friendly In Sydney this morning What did you make of it uh, Scotland fans What about last night then That's the final game Of 2022 would you have preferred to see something a bit more experimental? Would you have liked to see a bit more chopping and changing, give guys a chance? Or do you understand the continuity? Uh, John McGinn, what a goal it was as he makes it 15 for his country. What did you make of that performance overall? Rangers fans, Yanis Hadji has been speaking to the club's own media outlets saying he feels in a good place mentally. How excited are you about his return? 
Who's the one return from injury you think you need more than any? I mean, is it Conor Goldson? Is that the obvious one? Or is it Yanis Hadji? Is it someone else? Who's the one in particular that you could really, really be doing with getting back quickly after this break? Let us know right now, please. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get going? Oh, fair enough. Fair. Yeah, the fact that Daz says he went to his friend's house this morning, yeah, I think enough, that, that busts the story. You uh, going to a friend's house in the morning because he's not listen, got any, or hold on a minute. I, I believe uh, he's got acquaintances. You've got to remember it's 8 45 a.m. kickoff. There are a lot of people up very early, they've done a shift by then. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been at the gym, done my stretching, my yoga, my Pilates. Uh, and then straight down for a cup of coffee to my friends sat and by pure chance he said do you want to watch in the, the Sydney <laughs> Celtic paid subscription that I've got right here you <laughs> fancy watching just it just as you walk in the door yeah. the teams are what coming the out the are that? Yeah. wow <laughs> What did you make of it then? That seems like a good place to start Now I know, I know Top billing on the show A friendly game at the other end of the world But that, look we, we're, we're scraping around for our football fix at the moment So we need to take it a bit more seriously Than we otherwise would Did you manage to watch it Celtic fans? What did you make of it? Do you take anything away from it? Do you care at all About the level of performance or result in a friendly? Did any of the fringe players catch your eye? Good or Bad Please do let us know 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB You'd have gone On tours of Australia I'm sure I did I I was lucky enough To go there For the best part Of three weeks Going back in 2011 I remember That time at the club though They tried to get us To go a few times So Tony Mowbray Took a squad I managed to wriggle Myself out of that He went for a few days To play a game but that three-week tour of Australia was uh, was something else. I went on. We we flew separately, so we we went in separate groups. <laughs> we sent separate groups, cut down the middle. Half the group went out one day. We went out the next day. We all met in Sydney. We then had a day or two training. Played in the was it the Olympic Stadium in Sydney, which was you tell me a, a, I wasn't there. I don't know ANZ Stadium. Yeah, or, yeah, anyway, I've it was massive. There. I looked. Pretty Olympic to me, and uh, had a running try, and I didn't give it away. Say no more. And uh, we played against Central Coast Mariners. Must admit, felt knackered right away because of jet lag. And did they beat you? They beat us one 0 oh, So they rather then the lesson in this is don't be too disappointed, Celtic no, fans. No, no, no. About we were this morning, these things happen. We were fine our feet. So the next game, beat again. No, no. We we then flew to Perth. So the Celtic squad have got it easy. Oh, They're all based in Sydney. That's we we went from park. one side to then the next in Perth, Sydney. And I've got to say we had a, a decent night out after the <laughs> after the, okay. the game in mm-hmm. Sydney. Please drink responsibly. And mm-hmm. we were flying the next day in separate groups again. You were flying that <laughs> night. We were, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in the airport. How good a night out are we talking? I mean yeah. exceptional. Like really, really good. Because right, okay. the nightclub in Sydney that we were allowed to go to it was probably 20 stories high And it had a swimming pool With cabanas around it So you can imagine mm-hmm. Pretty good Anyway next day We were sitting there And I'm honestly worse for when this, this guy comes up to me And he starts chatting away And you know And it's great to see He's out here And it's Lenny about Neil was the manager He's about somewhere And 
I can thinking, imagine you You've got a headache by this I, point I have a headache And I'm a bit bleary eyed Anyway You don't remember me do you I said no sorry sorry it Turned out it was Winston For a still game <laughs> <laughs> It was Paul Riley I went oh my goodness Did he take I his said, leg Paul. off I said, I said I'm right <laughs> guy, you know, one leg I said I'm sorry I had a Rough night last night Anyway Got to Perth And met up with the team And we went Perth Then we went Melbourne So we travelled everywhere Honestly Knackered No wonder we didn't win the league that season <laughs> when we got a three week stag do Australia stag do Hey smashing the Some journey That was brilliant Anyway 01419511025 Let's bring in uh, Brian Who's a Celtic fan on the line What's your point for the guys tonight Brian? How's it going guys? Good good? good yeah How are you? Aye not too bad um, My point's been for Mark tonight guys I'd like Mark's mm-hmm. opinion on this um, I believe um the last time the Scottish transfer record was broke was about 20 years ago, and I believe that was Tory Angie Flow in 2001. I mean, uh, I think we can all agree that Ange Postacoglu's uh, progressed Celtic. I mean, two years ago, we were getting scalped off the likes of Sparta Prague, and now we're competing, uh, competing in the teams in the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but for, in order for Celtic to, to take that next step and uh, actually start beating some of these teams in the Champions League, I think it's going to require that Celtic actually spend a bit of cash, maybe bring in a top-class striker. Uh, because I think that's been our biggest problem is putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, I would like to actually see Celtic go and break the transfer record. I mean, it's been 20 years. I think it's well overdue. And, uh, I think Celtic, Celtic can do it. Dermot Desmond's really need to put his hand in his pocket and give Celtic some money to go and spend so Ange can really take us to the next level. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, look, Brian's, Brian's got a decent point in the, in the fact that a decent striker, to get to the next level, I think we all agree that you need... Somebody at the top level to compete with these the the big guns and Celtic have been found wanting certainly in the Champions League this year. Now it's no mm. doubt Jack Marcus Kyogo are, are are real good players and domestically they find it easy. But you know to have goals in your team costs money. Twelve million pound again. Everything in life has moved on economically apart from the Scottish transfer window. It's went backwards if anything and then stayed run about the the seven. Million marks I don't know if we'll ever get To the stage where Celtic or Rangers though Will go and pay £15 million for a striker You know the because argument against it? Tore Andrew Flo Didn't, didn't pull up. up any trees here yeah, I, 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 mm. um, I remember My side played against him in the cup final um, And I remember watching him And thinking £12 million quid. Um, it, Look you've got players like Greatest one for Celtic Larson comes in and scores goals Half a million or something Yeah it? Scores goals for fun Was it that yeah <sighs> Yeah I, 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 I know what Brian's saying I think that would excite that mm. yeah, If you went Do you know what We're going to splash big cash We're going to get big names in But it doesn't guarantee mm. you goals Yeah I mean That autumn I get it Brian Generally speaking Good players cost more money But You know You could very easily go 13, 14 million And, and still not get that guarantee Well for instance Odson Edward was what Nine Nine and a bit you know, and he was he was very good, no doubt about it. Was a very good Celtic player, but he still wasn't necessarily one that you would, um, you know, in terms of Europe, you know, being an absolute standout or, or anything. Did you look at it with the way Celtic have done their business recently, Brian? And was it Matt O'Reilly? What's he a million and a half or something? Mm. Hatati a couple of million. Is it not about spending wise rather than spending big? Yeah, but I think they've been spending wise now, Gordon, for a good. A good few years, you know what I mean? All these players I've sold over the last few years, your Van Dykes, your your uh, your Frimpongs, there's, there's been a lot of guys I've sold and they've made a hell of a lot of money for selling some of these guys and 
I think Celtic fans like myself, like I've been watching Celtic for years and years and years, Gordon, and um, I just remember when, like, when Martin O'Neill came in and he spent about, I think he spent six million on Sutton and six million on Hearts, and, and it was the same like when Gordon Stratton was there, he, he brought in a few guys to help get a, bring experience into the squad when Mark and that was there. I, I remember they brought in uh, some of these guys maybe never won the playing weekend we could, but I can imagine and then he brought in like say Thomas Gravison for Real Madrid. He brought in Donati from Milan. Then they got a Hesselink for PSV Eindhoven. Some of these guys that came in probably added a lot of winning experience and do you know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure some of the Scottish guys in that locker room were probably like, wow, we're signing guys for Real Madrid. And uh, do you know what I mean? We got to the last 16 twice under Gordon Stratton in the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Martin O'Neill took us to the UEFA Cup final. So I think if you do spend a bit of cash, uh, proof's in the pudding. Like, do you know what I mean? But for the last, in my opinion, the last few years we've been penny pinching and I think it's time that we can see all see Andrew's track record in terms of transfers. He gets it right nine times out of ten. So I think we've got a manager now that it's, it's about time himself to give them some money to go and spend and actually invest in the squad properly. Do you know what I mean? And take us on if we're actually serious about competing in the Champions League. Really interesting, Mark, because they're. I'm not sure we don't need to convince Celtic fans like Brian. Loads of them think they don't spend enough because they look at big signings going out, um, you know, big sales going out the way, and obviously those fees don't get replicated for incoming transfers. Um, but in the last couple of years, Edward nine, Christopher Julian seven, seven yeah. Um, what was, you know, even even what then once you start going five for the likes of a Yeti, you know, Starfelt wasn't cheap. Carter Vickers wasn't cheap in the summer, was he? Um, I'd, I, Jota It depends where you want to compete Because uh, Like Celtic With these players That they've brought in Throughout the years Will, will compete If not win Your Premiership Nine times out of ten It's the Champions League It's always been the, the same old Do you want to spend Ten plus million On a striker Or a, a midfielder To compete in Six Champions League games And maybe get to the last sixteen I suppose that's what the Celtic hierarchy mm. way up and there's never any guarantee even with Ange Postacoglu his track record has been good with these this level of signings who's to say that he could pick a, a 15 million pound player uh, is that going to work maybe he's he's got an eye for these players at a couple of million that he then develops into a more rounded player to sell on I just feel like the the obsession with the fee Gordon is it it doesn't account for all those other things that can contribute to what a fee it will take Moussa Dembele for instance Obviously a very good player Obviously a much better player Than the 500 grand That Celtic paid for him But that was just circumstantial There was that sort of loophole there They were able to go to the English Championship And bring him He was clearly worth more than that But that's, that's what they paid for And then they managed to sell him on Look, it never took Celtic to the next level in Europe But he scored goals against Man City He scored goals against PSG So this notion that you know It has to be a record-breaking fee Or it has to be 10 plus million I just don't know if that if it is necessary to be as fixated on that. No, no, I'm not for that because I, I, listen, every player you sign is a gamble. Who's to say that next season if they're in the Champions League and they play the same style, which under Postecoglou they probably will, and they create the sa- same chances? Who's to say that uh, Yakamakis and Kyogo don't start finding the back of the net because they've shown in domestic football they can score goals. There's no doubt. Yes, the Champions League was a little bit of a letdown because everybody highlighted the way Celtic played and the chances that they created and didn't didn't take, didn't convert. That could change next year. They've uh, they've had a season in in the Champions League. They know the level. They know the sharpness they have to be to. 
So I think manager will add to his squad, obviously, over the, the next uh, couple of transfer windows. But I think you've got guys in the building that could get better and, and score your goals. See, you, on, on, did, sorry, on Brian's point, I was going to say it would be Gravison and uh, Big Jan Venegor, uh, even Robbie Keane after that. There is a level of excitement. I get why fans want that. They want to go to Celtic Parkway at night. I remember switching on the TV when Robbie Keane came, and I'm like, "We just signed Robbie Keane. I can't wait to get in the train and uh, and see him the next day. See him with Gravison, Real Madrid. Oh wow, we've heard this guy's a character. So I get why fans want the big marquee signing to go along to Celtic Park and see the photographers and get the strips and everything. But if you spend big money, like Dad says about Tony Andre Flo, it's never ever guaranteed that you're going to get. The real outcome that you think you're getting. Brian, did you manage to watch the game this morning? For me, guys, uh, so I never seen it, but I seen the, I seen the highlights and the what I kind of read and seen the and kind of a lot of younger players and stuff and some of the guys that maybe haven't had as much game time as some of the other guys. I mean, Stephen Welsh and that is the is my favourite to be honest. So I think I think he was playing. Um, I think he's maybe one of the ones that Angie's need to offload and bring mm-hmm. in some cash for. Uh, I just didn't rate the guy whatsoever Interesting you say that Brian I've got a tweet here from Paul Who says Watch the game this morning Although these games are not important It showed when Carter Vickers is missing It's obvious Stephen Welsh Is not up to the task Unfortunately It needs some strengthening At the back I can't keep mentioning The disclaimer Gordon Everybody knows it was only a friendly I don't think we're over analysing it mm. But it was there We needed a football fix We sort of got one Is that fair? Point Well, so How disappointed would Celtic be At losing Hans Postacoglu Seemed quite irked yeah, of course, of course. He wants to go over there. He's going back to his home country, Gordon. He wants to put on a show. I, I, I thought second half Celtic played particularly well, and then they get caught with a soccer punch. Uh, um, goals that defensively that Postacoglu will look at. They're picking on Welsh. I, I sort of agree when when Carter Vickers is not in the centre of defence, they don't look like anything at it at all. Um, I think young Welsh get done for the first one. Purely with pace Unfortunately for the boy He got a head head knock I think he had a cut eye So hopefully He'll be okay to carry on But uh, It was a team that was One or two You know Taguchi Gucci Was in there uh, We hadn't seen him for a while uh, Abelgaard Was in there um, Given an opportunity Then he brought on Robertson um, Vata Young lad up front um, so there was uh, one or two introductions there for Celtic fans to get a look at the, the upcoming lads as well but you know Postacoglu had a strong team out at times because he brought on the likes of the Jotas and you know Haksabanovic and Taylor come on at left back as well and I thought at times in the game Celtic actually performed well I mean Mark Ange Postacoglu one of his lines he was asked if the players could be excused for having the long journey and he said, nah, I'm not a violin player, mate. We get on with it. Yeah, they tired. Yeah, they're tired, but so what? The game was today and not <laughs> tomorrow. I mean, he's it. The only uh, thing I would say. The great sound bites, be, Bearing in mind, Gordon Gill based his mm. title prediction this season on the fact that Rangers did well in a friendly against West Ham, as he admitted the other night. <laughs> yeah. So he likes his friendlies. Yeah. Do you, are you bothered to, to um, learn anything today? Like not for the not for the players that are regular starters, I suppose, or are used to that. Like your Kyogos and Abad and Forrest, you know. But I think for the ones that had an opportunity, Adeguchi, Abugard, you know, even Bernabe to a certain extent, and then Starfield coming back. Those are the ones that the Celtic fans want to see something from. That they when the league starts back, they can go. By the way, they did fine in Sydney. We've every confidence putting them in. So. 
they're the players that have to show up in this tour. Thank you, Brian. We're going to speak to Jamie and Kilbarkin next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. So get your thoughts into the guys. Let them know what is on your mind tonight. Jamie's in Kilbarkin. What's your point tonight, Jamie? Evening, panel. How you doing, Dazzle? How you doing, Mushroom? Yeah, it's good. Hello. Good. Yeah, 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 fine. Hey, I tell you, I tell you what, I was, um, I've I've not got many gripes about Ange Postecoglou at all. I actually love him. Everything about him, he's great. But I, I just think he's calling it wrong recently with Kyogo on all the time on my starting team every day, every day of the week. Would be Jackie Marcus starting every game. I mean. Um, the difference in the, the the physicality, the passion, his goals per ratio for minutes on the park. I think that about him reminds me of Sutton, only with a wee bit more about him. Um, and I just don't see why we Kyogo's getting it all the time. He's just getting fun out there now. He's just a wee bit soft, his mentality. You know the way he goes there and cuddles defenders, other opposition players when they get in the park, when they get in the deck and that? I don't like to see that. I mean, I don't know if, if other people do, but I just don't like that. Ah, there's, there's no time in this earth for <laughs> kindness and compassion. Enough of that. Get that um, in the bin. We prefer hatred. And <laughs> I, like that. I like that side of the game. I, I, that's the way I, I was a good sportsman. I used to be like that. Um, I like that. I, oh, hold on a minute, right? I, <laughs> we were at the Motherwell game last Wednesday. I bet he was slaughtering them for and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was doing again uh, somebody was down, a Motherwell defender down the box and Kyogo was actually done with the Motherwell physio right, almost uh, giving him treatment and we're laughing going <laughs> why the physio surely telling him to get away so I see Jamie's point Jamie though see when you say I think you said something about found out I mean and I, I must admit I don't have the goals to minutes ratio to hand and Jackie Marcus is very good this is not to take anything away from him but I think Kyogo's got 10 goals in 13 premiership appearances this season Aye, right, well, that's fair enough, right, and I don't know if the exact minutes either, right, but it's, Jackie Marcus is coming on roughly about 60 minutes, right, that's just the way Jack, um, Ange brings him on, right, and that guy's sitting on the bench going, I was a top goal scorer in Holland a couple of seasons ago, and then I think, my fear is, there's actually going to be an interest in him in the January window, and he's, he might be sitting going, I'm only getting 20, 30 minutes a game here, and in his head, he's probably thinking, look, I'm a better player than Kyogo, for different reasons and I actually think he might get turned I actually think the offers are going to come in because the guy's that good whereas look I love Kyogo Kyogo's banging on the goals that, but he's just lightweight and he's getting thrown out in places like the Champions League and stuff Ah but then is Giacomacus is he doing any better in the Champions League is that not the whole point Well how many minutes did Giacomacus get I know you know I just think Giacomacus offers physicality just a better player look maybe even start playing Kyogo after right keep the boy on the park but there's just something a wee bit lacking, boys, and I will never criticise Ange Postecoglou for anything else, but he would be my number one start every day of the week. There we go. To, to, to be fair to the Celtic manager, he's tried Kyogo and Jack and Marcus in the, the same starting 11, playing Kyogo just a little bit deeper. I actually thought it worked okay. I think domestic football will get away with that. No you still problem. get the feeling, though, to be fair. If Callum McGregor's fit, oh, then yeah. that just doesn't happen, does it? Because you've got that, that knock on effect and. 
And now Haksibanovic seems to be flying as well And you've got Jota and Abada I think if And you, Forrest and all yeah, the rest of them I think if you get 10 people phoning in here Celtic supporters I think 5 will go mm. for Kyogo 5 will go for Giacomakis I think it's that close Everybody has their own personal Whether you think that's the speed of Kyogo The pressing from the front He gets his goals He plays on the shoulder Or you look at a different striker That's better back to goal Stronger I like Jack Marcus. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, if I was playing the the, the the most important game for Celtic and I was a manager, obviously I wouldn't pick the strongest team, not mocking. Um and I had to pick one or the other, I would struggle to see who I picked. I thought he was going to give us an answer there. See, that's why he's not a manager. Right, okay, I'd go for Jack and Marcus. Ooh, okay, so you're in Jamie's school yeah. of thought. I can I can see Jamie's argument. I, I went to Livy a few weeks ago. I was convinced that Jacques would have started that game. Of course, Kyogo starts, and he he gets a goal within eight minutes in the top corner. Jacques then comes on, misses a penalty, and you go, well, how can you call it? It's a great situation for Ange Postecoglou to get in. Yes. Jamie's right There may be interest In Giacomacchus Clubs look at that Clubs look at players Who may be unsettled Now I'm not saying He is unsettled Because he still who plays are, a lot though, Ah he, he still plays And I I think if he stays Which I think he will To the end of the season I think we'll look back In this and go He didn't play that many He didn't have that many starts um, From August to December But at the tail end Of the season he put a run together mm. And that kind of worked last season If you remember I know that was down to injury And Kyogo's injury Who's your preference then Matt? Uh, if I had to choose one I would go Kyogo Yeah I'm starting to go that way as well I would go I've already changed Yeah I've already changed Yeah I've already thought about it But I, I would agree with Jamie That it's not been the Although he's scoring goals Kyogo It's not been his best period In a Celtic mm. shirt Because he started so brightly And everything was on the rise he did take a wee dip He has missed a couple of chances Yeah I mean certainly Champions League But there's 10 goals In 13 league appearances You know If, if that's your dip If that's your Yeah that, uh, Well that's a good dip That's that a good say. dip I think he's all It's more his all round game If you're he's a striker from the front. He's pressing from the front He triggers the press He's brilliant at it He's better, better than Jack McIntyre Of course Jamie. he is can I, can I come back in right Right So he's got 10 goals In 13 games Right You put Jackie Mack is on for the start 90 minutes In the 10, mm-hmm. the 10 games I think you're going to see A better goal difference There you are I mean how, how many more Are you going to score In 13 games Than well, 10 well, though well, that, well, That's my point I, this, The problem with this is Jamie This now sounds like I'm sort of Anti-Jackie Marcus. I'm not It's just You present one argument And I'm just here to test it um, And it yeah, I don't know. So what does he does he mm. score eleven in the in the thirteen yeah. or twelve? I'll I'll up yeah eleven. Um, okay, I'll go twelve. Listen, the two of them have got uh, different strengths. Let's let's face it. Um, he likes Kyogo because of as I said that early press, that pace, that getting the defenders, that unsettling goalkeepers, and then everyone fits in behind. But I totally can take on Jamie's point about Jackie Marcus is a real quality player and he's a good finisher. I mean, there's, I suppose there have been. What was the what was the one sort of big game, the standout where he could have started Kyogo, but he started Jackie Marcus. It was at Real Madrid, but was Kyogo in? Was he Kyogo was from injury, coming back wasn't for he? injury? Maybe not a fair yeah, comparison. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I quite liked what we saw against. Was it Shakhtar that yeah, Jackie well, Marcus mm-hmm. played through the middle and Kyogo behind him? It was a way of getting both of them in the team. We we stood here and we debated the starting lineup. None of us, I don't think, had both of them in the starting lineup apart from one caller. Just before us 
uh, and it happened. No, I thought it looked good. I thought it, it boded well for the future domestically with McGregor injured, but he's never went back to it. He's never had another look mm. at that. Um, Jamie, did you manage to catch the game this morning? Are you the type that cares at all about what happens in a friendly? Oh, I, I had the phone in the hand, catching every ten two minutes. <laughs> so I, I we done we done we done better in the second half. Well, well, we said, but but they had a lot of chances. It could have been a wee bit embarrassing in the first half, to be honest. Yeah, I know that the woodwork was hit a couple of times and mm. so on, Gordon. I don't know if you know when you're talking about Ange Postecoglou. I suppose there'll be a couple of things at, at play. You you just want to keep your standards high. There's no point in him. Any manager shrugging their shoulders and saying it's only a friendly, that seems crazy. I don't know if he's gone because he's gone back home as well. There's a wee mm. bit of pride there. You want of course. to go in, you know, he says they were nowhere near the levels he expects of them. It's disappointment. We set standards, we set expectations, we fell below them. It's disappointing, irrespective of the circumstances. Yeah, um, again, I... I told you the bit about the violin uh, earlier on. You can use excuses. We're not doing that. We won't do it tonight. So he obviously wanted better, but again, friendlies don't float everyone's boat. No, I I think that he obviously wanted a reaction after half time. Gordon he made a few substitutions. I thought second half they played particularly well. They're on the front foot. Yes, Sydney dominated the first half. They were a better team by far, no doubt about that. Uh, but I think Ange Postecoglou was a bit, you know, a bit a bit upset with the way that Celtic have been about their business. Second half, I thought they were a lot better. But they get caught with a sucker punch and a terrific goal. Uh, thank you to Jamie and Colbarkin. Let's bring in Josh and Bayliston. Did you see any of it this morning, Josh? I seen a wee bit. I was at school, but I had got my phone and managed to get it during break at high school. So brilliant, I the... Josh. I just love this call because you're going to make Gordon DL feel very old. I don't think many calls. Is he a teacher? Who... I was going to say that. What are you teaching, Josh? Right. I think. What age are you, Josh? Uh, Fourteen. What? You're fourteen. Fourteen. 14, yes. You're <laughs> That's magnificent. Josh, Josh, I thought you were nearly retiring as a teacher. I thought it was Mr. Josh, head teacher at <laughs> Bailiston High School. He's 14. Oh, wow. Aye. So, what did you make of it when you saw it? I hope your teachers aren't listening then, noting that you were listening, watching it on your phone. Well, as I said, only seen a wee bit of it, but I thought we played all right from, the, from what I had seen. It's a good game to understand more of our strengths and weaknesses for a young younger player still in Wilson that they have more of a chance. But then I'm also hearing stuff about people saying, Oh, we should have beat Sydney, you know, eight eighth place in the Australian League. Mm-hmm. But I, I I never think we should ever underestimate a team. Because we've if we beat two one, the sucker punch at the end, you know. I mean, it, it kinda drained us, but you could see we were still fighting. And we're still trying to make good balls and that. So, are there any of these guys, Josh? That you know, I'm not talking about. You know, to take t- Turnbull, Moy, for instance. They're always you know sort of close, and he rotates the front players a lot. But I'm thinking more Abelgard, Idaguchi, you know, Welsh. You think how, how tough is it going to be for them to get close to that starting eleven anytime soon? Do you think any of them can do it? I think a few. I think Abelgard oh, I think he'll have a good chance If he just keeps training It's basically about training Right That's what I think I think If you just keep training If you keep, if you just keep going And going and going and going You'll eventually get that Start loving obviously Must be quite a hard environment Gordon Because they come in If you're him for instance The one that Josh mentions Midfield's flying Hitati O'Reilly are nailed mm. on You know that when McGregor's fit He'll play Moy deputises mostly Turnbull scores at the weekend um, and then even at that As you mentioned in Europe They just chucked an extra attacker in there Maybe is it because of Kyogo Because of Hatati, Because of Jota and Haksibanovic and Abada If people aren't 
forcing their way into the starting eleven in three weeks, we've got them written off or Yeah, look, it's an opportunity for one or two to show what they're all about. And I think that's what Postacolgo would probably be a little bit upset with. It's a long journey, Mark will tell you. It doesn't matter how you travel. It is a long journey and it takes <laughs> it's longer if you if you behave the way he did. Yeah, yeah but they obviously say they'll be behaving professionally. Um you know, and I just think that he was upset the fact he's given one or two a little bit of an opportunity to go out there and put a little seed into his head for the up and coming weeks ahead and the start of the new. But the midfield is such a strong department because you've still got McGregor coming back in there. He's a stick on. And as you said, Hatate and O'Reilly are going to be very hard to remove unless yeah. they're injured they're suspended or whatever it may be but then you've got the other ones down the pecking order of Turnbulls um, mm. who I think is a terrific player and Moy and plays uh, so it is a fight for places but it's a good squad rotation but I, I, I was delighted to see some of the young boys I thought some mm. of the young boys getting an opportunity today was great for them Just before we get any further do you think Josh is the most mature 14 year old in the He's country or just in the top three? He's not 14 uh, I mean Absolutely seriously He's incredible knowledge I'm not on he here. Far more Makes far more sense Than you two uh, Josh do you, fa- Josh, you fancy Some work experience Aye Absolutely Good man <laughs> Leave your number With producer Chris It was nice to hear from you Josh The world's I've upgraded it no, the country's the world's Most mature 14 year old Got to be He ain't walking Hell To school with a blazer on it You know Get catching the school bus. There's no He's got a briefcase. <laughs> Josh has got a briefcase, eh? No doubt about it. <laughs> the shorts and the big socks on. Oh, and Josh. Where was he from? Bayliston. Oh, uh, 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 by the well. way, if you're saying he's got a briefcase, he'll be trying to get through to hammer you for saying that. I don't think Bayliston guys like the briefcase look. Do, 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 do you think Josh has got a blazer? I oh, think he, he drives to school. He's a bus Thank you very much to Josh I loved it Hopefully we speak to him soon 01419511025 Great time to call by the way Because we could get you on next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here I think they're just getting over The previous call of Josh <laughs> Remarkable One of my favourite calls of the season 01419511025 Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's keep going Stephen is a Rangers fan To turn attention away From the big friendly In Sydney this morning uh, Stephen's in Cumbernauld What's your point From a Rangers perspective Tonight Stephen? It's really worrying me That there's been No announcements About Giovanni Von Bonkor's future By now if I really do The longer it goes on It feels more And more unlikely That he's going to get the sack Which he, he does need to go It's just really frustrating me That the board don't seem to see things the same way that we do. The only thing I can think is they see him as the, the £50 million man. But you get that money next year, we're going to have to finish in the top two. And the way he's gone, I really doubt that we would finish in the top two than now. Oh wow, I know it's I know it's not going great, Stephen, but you're, I mean, what, are you still eight points ahead of Aberdeen? you seriously that worried? When was the last time you had a, a convincing... Game mm. has been getting worse and worse and worse against it's Aberdeen. Their third. It's, it's just. And to be like, you know, Aberdeen fans listening would say, "Well, we are closer to Rangers than Rangers are to Celtic." So you know, I'm not, yeah. not meaning to necessarily scoff, but it, it takes a lot usually for for that. We know that when Rangers got promoted into the Premiership, they they didn't automatically finish second, but. 
mean that is it, yeah, I think it's that being, bad Not being disrespectful to Aberdeen There's absolutely no chance Aberdeen will finish uh, Second uh, This season Livy though No Right, uh, just, just wondering about that. Um, Sorry, Marvin. Yeah, um, I I agree with Stephen. I thought every day I got up, I think will be those. I I thought there'd be an announcement one way or the other. I think I think that all of us after the weekend, right? Okay, I'll take a couple of days. The board will sit down. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to mm. get um, sorted out. To and be then, fair, though, if you believe so. I mean, the, the, the story, I think, the Daily Record yesterday, was it the day before, yesterday, saying that the board haven't met, that you know, that's, that's mm. not a thing. Um, contrary to other reports, that they were they were pretty clear that, that that hadn't taken place. And we know Giovanni van Bronckhorst is, 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 is in, we, in yeah. the Netherlands. Well, if that's the case, for me, it's now looking like they're just going to go with the status quo. They're just going to uh, trust in the manager. Uh, that's their decision. I'm not here to say whether they should or not. I thought... Going with the reaction of the Rangers supporters, uh, the calls that we've had. Um, obviously, the results don't help. Nine points behind Celtic doesn't help. Then I thought there would have been an announcement made, but it looks mm. like to me the so now. When you say either way, did you did you really expect by Thursday, Ranger board to say Gio is our man and he will stay? Uh, yeah, I think I think they they know the the. Clubs do that that often. I, I, I think it's because of the the way the supporters are, are acting, Gordon. Supporters le- are letting it know that they're not happy with the club, they're not happy with the board, they're not happy with the manager, and this is a, the biggest majority of Ranger supporters. Let's not be kidded here. So, if you're the board, you've got to come out and protect your club and let the supporters know exactly. Right, hold on a minute. We know you disagree just now. You know you've not got a lot of faith in the team, the manager, uh, us going forward. But we believe this is the right way for the club. At least supporters know the road that are going down. They can accept it a little bit more. There's no doubt in that. Whether they agree with it or not, it's a different matter, but they can accept it. I think the frustrating thing for Rangers supporters is not knowing anything. And it's just mm. going day to day to yeah, day. Yeah, I guess silence breeds speculation to a point, Mark. Is it as simple as that? Stephen says, quite simply, every day that passes to him means it's less likely that there's managerial change during this break. Do you agree with that? Yes, because we're in this unique situation of it was going to be replaced, then you need to get someone in. We chatted about it the other day to get to grips with the place before you kick off against Hibs in, uh, in a month's time. You need... Time for a manager and a coaching team to come in and implement his beliefs in the squad and everyone to get to know each other before that game comes round or before the, the friendly comes round before that. And ideally, you would put in another game before that if you had a new coaching team. So every day it passes by, that seems to that window seems to get smaller and smaller. I, I think just Rangers just seem like a club divided at the minute. And I think Stephen makes a good point. The fans are seem divided from the board because there is no information whether it be good or bad they don't like what they're seeing on the pitch then you look at the team uh, there's no decision because they're on holiday now I'm seeing other teams like Celtic are competing and giving their players that'll just be all flipped round won't it Celtic will then get time off after that and Rangers will come back and we know they've got that friendly against Leverkusen there there isn't a team out there I can't imagine that's just going to train for five weeks no I agree with you but I think there's times to do things and I don't think it looks good coming off the back of a result. I don't think the fans like looking at Morelos with his sunglasses on 
with a drink they in are hand. Rascal sunglasses. They were awful. You imagine him with those on. I, I think I could. I, I mean, could pull him off. It's the sort of thing that you would wear. But I don't think the Rangers fan enjoy that after seeing the performance mm. uh, the only, last week. The only thing I will say in defence, Mark. Sometimes the preparation goes back a few weeks and the players will have been yeah, already told the schedule, i.e. book your flights, this is what's going to happen. Look, the timing's not great. I, I, I totally on board with Mark. It doesn't it mm. doesn't make for a good look for me. Uh, Stephen, you've got, I mean, Yanis Hadji, for instance, I think he was speaking to Rangers TV, talking about being in a good place mentally, physically, growing every week. He's progressing, he's happy. Do you not think that Maybe a bit of time Some of these players back You'll start to see an upturn it's, uh, it's, to, to me it doesn't matter What players are coming back in It's the tactics It's it's the holy horseshoe As I'm calling it No other tactic exists In Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's mind And these teams have got wise to it now It's fling out, oh, Just fling everybody on the wing Cross it in And hope somebody, somebody can get an end of it the teams are now are just packing the defence and it's leading to really bad results. I, d- I really don't know how the board can keep him in. It's obvious that the players just don't believe in this system. It's not working anymore. It's, um, something needs to change where there's a chance to save the season. It, ends up, it does end up putting... Look, Gordon, let, let's be very clear. If any team in the world has injuries, that is not good. And you would be better off if you had more options. It's fairly obvious. So we can skip on to the next bit. There's then going to come a bit of um, expectation and pressure on guys like Yanis Hadji, who I see a lot of fans, I'm not saying pinning their hopes on. I'm not saying anyone is out there saying, we will win the league once Yanis Hadji mm. comes back. But, you know, ex- really hoping slash expecting... A big upturn or, or, or a big impact from guys that have, have been out for a, a long time. Yeah, I, I think the better the player, the better the chance you've got of being successful. Of course you have. And Hadji falls into a bracket, he's a good player. You're right, Gordon. He's not going to be the uh, difference between winning the league or not. But he certainly will help the manager to keep his job going forward because he's a decent player. I think the Missy Goldson at the centre back has shown up, you know, that he's such an important player for him as well. But we keep going back to it. We'll not feel sorry for them, especially if you're a Livingston, Aberdeen, Motherwell, because they've got a terrific squad. They've got a big squad, full of internationals, supposed to full of guys on decent, decent money that should be performing better. OK, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Stephen. That was Stephen and Cumbernauld on 01419511025. Uh, and you might want to just take that number down because you can use it for a very different but equally important uh, task coming up next. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on, then it is beat the pundit time. What a week! What a week! Mm. Three in a row defeats for the listeners. Good, I feel good now. Three in a row for the listeners. Put Roger Hanna, unthinkable, loses Monday. Gordon DL gets a zero, a big fat zero, loses mm. 1 0 on Tuesday. And then Hugh Keevans beaten. Last night Was it a tiebreaker? No it was 4-3 You lost last night There is the chance To make history here That's how important this is We can try and get A clean sweep this week For the listeners But you need to phone Before 7 o'clock 0141 951 1025 Get your calls in Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 28 days We're back The Scottish Premiership's back I'm actually really looking forward To this weekend though Because it means we get to put much more of a focus On the Championship and beyond When we sometimes don't get the chance to So that'll be good fun Certainly kicking off tomorrow night And across the weekend So if you're a fan of a Championship club And you think you don't quite get the attention that you deserve Well this would be a good time Over the next couple of days To let us know what's going on At your club Before we do that though Important business to take care of Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Right Beat the pundit time And it's getting serious The listeners are three in a row Which means the pundits Are having a nightmare I think we've had another Three in a row streak this year, back in January was it? Or oh, no, last month, sorry, last month Something else happened in January I'm getting my wires crossed But we've never gone four in a row We don't think for the, the listeners So Brian and Dumbarton, could you be that man? <laughs> I don't know, hopefully I hope so as well, Brian it's be- I mean, you you must have been getting it tight okay. Have you been getting a bit yeah. of feedback over yeah. the last yeah, couple I've of not, days? I've not been proud of myself Where have you been? Who's been, who's been reminding been, you? I've been one or two yeah. Of your zero? One or two Golf courses yeah. and supermarkets I know, some people They just can't mind their own business Look, it's You're a celebrity work. It's work It's your fans They're not my fans They're just haters of me They like to mock me They like to mock me DL hits out like Ronaldo. <laughs> Oh, poor me I'll be in pure sort like Talking, going I Hate them. Uh, right. Why am I being criticised? <laughs> why always me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get rolling tonight. I actually yeah. did hear him. He came in here earlier saying that the facilities in here have been the same since he first came in in yeah. 2011. Yeah. The jacuzzi. He says the vending <laughs> machine. The vending machine's not been restocked <laughs> since then. He'd <laughs> be right. That uh, seems in. There's not been any paper in the printer yeah, since then. Exactly. Oh, I don't He's know why happy. that would. Why would that impact you? It makes paper airplanes. Anyway, <laughs> let's see what we've got tonight. If it's heads, it will be Mark Wilson. I've actually got. I've got something to um, something to quiz you about on 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 the on the quizzing front. Yes, I've been told a wee story. Someone's just sent me a tweet, mm. so I'll need to get this cleared up after okay. uh, beat the pundit. But heads, it's Mark. Tails, it's Gordon. You're safe for tonight. No zero for you tonight, Gordon DL. Oh, it's over to your esteemed clear. colleague. Don't okay, you block good now. luck, Brian? No, no, no. Come okay, on, Brian. Right. Okay, pressure's on you. Uh, let's give Clyde some Clyde two to Mark Wilson. And this has never happened before. I'm getting Clyde too blaring in my ears. So is this a, am I at least pretending to sound professional here because I can't hear myself. I can just hear loud Clyde two music. Right, good. I think I think normal service has resumed. Right, thirty seconds on the clock, Brian. Pass if you want. Okay. Good man. Let's go. Who was the last Scottish manager to win the Scottish top flight? Pass. Who captained Celtic against Sydney FC this morning? Pass. In what year was the Champions League final last played in Glasgow? 2004. Which World Cup manager has previously played for Motherwell? Pass. What Scotland player made their debut against Turkey last night? Pass. Who scored more times for their national team, Neil Lennon or Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? Neil Lennon. Let's bring back Mark Wilson. Mark, can you hear us? He was very long there. What a oh, gig, Humphrey. We had a, we had a technical what? issue. I was hearing Clyde too, which has never happened before. Never you ready? Yeah. Same yeah. set of questions. Okay. Let's go. Who was the last Scottish manager to win the top flight? Uh, Alex McLeish. 
Who captained Celtic against Sydney FC this morning? Oh, it's got to be Starfelt. In what year was the Champions League final last played in Glasgow? Oh, I was there, 2000. <laughs> Which World no, Cup manager has previously played for Motherwell? Oh, no. Pass. Who, which yes. Scotland player made their debut against Turkey last night? Oh, oh no, Ramsey. Who oh. scored more times for their national team, Neil Lennon or Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Uh, Van Bronckhorst, got to be. Brian, I've never described a beat the pundit performance as ticky tacka before, and I hope that makes sense. There was more there was more passes in there, Brian, than Prime Javi and Iniesta managed at the peak. What was going on, Brian? So, Brian, I would think so too. You passed every question. I must admit, this may be my fault, right? The last thing I said to Brian was pass if you want. And my goodness, Brian took that advice on board. Possession based, Brian. Brian, 95% possession, zero shots on target. Gordon went 30 seconds start now, pass. Brian! Did he pass everyone? Apart from one of them. Oh Brian The pressure got to you Who was the last pair Hold on a minute though Hold on You didn't do much better Ah well The last uh, Scottish manager To win the Scottish top flight Was Walter Smith Yeah Nil-nil James Forrest Forrest. Captain Celtic this morning Did he? Nil-nil The Champions League final At Hamden 2003 Nil-nil What an absolute stinker this is Which World Cup manager Played for Motherwell Roberto Martinez Oh aye Aye The Scotland player who made his debut against Turkey was Calvin Ramsey. Yeah, he just yeah. caught it. I knew that. So on question five, you go one nil up. <laughs> Brian's, Brian. like, Brian's passed. Brian's passed a lot to this point. Apart, he nearly got the Champions League one, but other than that, he's passed a lot. And it then gets to the last one: Neil Lennon or Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, and he still got it wrong. <laughs> Oh, Brian New oh, Lennon got two man. goals Internationally And Van Bronckhurst got six <laughs> He went with Lennon win. There's only four in it To be I fair I know but still That's uh, obvious uh, Brian Listen You've cheered us all up After a, we've had a tough day With not much football Take care Brian Phone bang Tuesday Brian Brian thinks this is hilarious though <laughs> By the way Zaffy. I don't know what I'm laughing at I got a Brian Think about it on Tuesday you did get a I got a Brian yeah. I got a Brian You're just passing <laughs> rapid honestly <laughs> Go on Zad Slow down I've run out of questions <laughs> What do they call it The, the rondo Is that what they say The, the boxies is used Pass 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 That yeah. was r- remarkable oh, brilliant. Fast feet Actually you want to be playing against See a guy like Brian That just doesn't even attempt The questions I would I'd tone it down if I was you. you. Were I thought you were there. hopeless there. Many did he get to? Well, Do you know what I really didn't like he either just at the end when he's given it? Oh, why did Brian go for Neil Lennon? Yeah. You nearly said Neil Lennon. Yeah, I could exactly. see it in your face. Uh, but I thought I thought logically about the question. I thought there's no way Neil Lennon. Ramsey could have saved you. If you, you didn't get Ramsey, you're gone. You're nil. You've got a nil. I've seen it in your face. How you're inventing things that didn't harm. I, I got Ramsey. Anyway, I got Van Bronckers. Right, on the subject of quizzing. Oh, I know where you're going with this, Gordon. I've had a message from John Egan on Twitter. Big <laughs> shout out, by the way, because a ropey start to this mm. tweet. Big shout out to Clyde Super Scoreboard legend, Mark Wilson, for winning. Spot on. 
for winning the World Cup quiz out of 500 entrants at last mm. night's Street Soccer Scotland Awards. <laughs> and he scrubs up well too. He's got uh, a picture of you. You're looking pretty good in that tux, uh, by the way. Thanks, I. Um, uh, but that's isn't a good story so what, for me. You won, <laughs> you, you won, you seriously won a quiz out of 500. I, people. I did. Uh, that's how smart I am. Yeah, and yep. I managed. <laughs> I managed to actually win it. When I shouldn't have won it, if Was that makes sense. Of, uh, free alcohol being given out at this. No, so, well, so. well I, not for me, maybe for others. Anyway, it was a and red and yellow want... card quiz ah, the old at the street soccer. 50-50 yeah, gala Stand up. So the first three questions, easy. Everybody gets them in the room. 500 no still stand up. They then throw in a question that splits the room. And I knew it. So I get it right. Why? Half <laughs> the room don't. Okay. Not a few questions, go easy. Then they throw in a, a a real tough one. I think it was where was the World Cup first wo- women's World Cup final held? Okay, was, so it, they know, was it China? China? Was it China or the USA? No, I thought maybe it's time for me to sit down. Oh, listen to him. He says he was deliberately mm, going to get it wrong. Yeah. Okay. So I held up China. China was right. So almost all the room set. So we're left with six. Oh, you're up on the stage at that and point. Get dragged oh, up to the, the stage. So oh, there's me up there with a beamer. Thinking, oh, here we go. Abima. Another couple of questions. The guys and are you, to, to, to use the phrase, were you the only celebrity oh, on the stage at this point? Without a doubt. Right, okay. Without a doubt. <laughs> Emma Dodds was hosting. She says, this will be on Super Scoreboard tomorrow, and I guess. And she was right. And she's right. Any old nonsense. Anyway, the couple of guys around about me get the questions wrong. Ends up with threes. They ran out of questions. So they says, we need to go to a tiebreaker. So the tiebreaker question was, when was Archie Gemmell's most famous goal scored in what minute of the game so I went 54 I knew it was the second half guy next to me went 80 guy at the end went 58 so they then put the answer up on the board and it says 23 and they go oh 23rd minute and I'm looking Graeme Soonis by the way is sitting in front of me right because he's a guest the ball. He, he's a guest speaker <laughs> and I'm going 23rd minute anyway they say you're the closest you've won there's your gift and I'm going oh, so you've won this entire thing I, I'm saying let you split it you yeah, guys so and they say were. no 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 no. you take it so I go away oh brilliant and I've won the guy but everybody knows Archie Gamble didn't he score in the 23rd minute <laughs> Archie Gamble scored the twi- title the 23rd minute in the second half so it was one of the other guys that would should have won so it. So not only you've got up in front of five hundred people won the quiz, which is embarrassing enough, you actually didn't win it, but they just thought you did. Aye, aye. <laughs> I, so, I kept the pranks. By the way, that goodie bag has come in smashing because I had all sorts of jumpers and hats and and a bottle of whiskey. So that was a smash. It was a great night. I loved it. Atrocious. I loved it. I, I, absolutely I, atrocious. I didn't leave empty-handed. Yeah, but, but it was all in the name of charity. But it doesn't tell you the most embarrassing bit of that story. Graeme Souness actually went up on the stage and outed him. Did he? I just, he, was, <laughs> he, he was that annoyed by it that he, his, his first cue, he, he went, no, 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 I, we'll chat about the, the quiz. That wasn't the right answer. Nobody even asked him <laughs> what he saw for. He brought it up himself. He says, I know, because I passed uh, Arch Game with the ball. Superb. <laughs> ah, what a night it was. Good fun. Well, Had you, by all. If you want the whiskey back, it's gone, I'm afraid. It's uh, 01419511025. Let's bring in Ahmed, who's a Rangers fan in Glasgow. Ahmed, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I just caught a. The, the end of your wee you, you were saying there so was there something about whiskey I'm sure I heard something about whiskey ah listen don't worry about that listen that's 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 just Mark <laughs> Wilson Ahmed, you're too late getting himself in trouble um, what, what, I know you're a Rangers fan Ahmed what's on your mind after the weekend it's like I think you're on, you're on the whiskey already it sounds like by the but what I was, my point was going to make was uh, basically uh, uh, 
It's about the, what do you call it, Giovanni Van Bronco's situation. Sorry, I've got multiple sclerosis, so I've got a forgetful uh, memory. I mean, listen, you don't need to apologise to us, you take your time. Right, and so it's really Giovanni Van Bronco's, but I can't for the life of me understand why everybody's saying that he needs to get sacked. My goodness, he won uh, the Scottish Cup for us last year. He took us to the Europa League final. Well, I won a penalty away from winning it. And, uh, I mean, I, I know for a fact that if we did win it, we'd never be in this situation just now where they're all say, shouting about sacking them. But for me, the real problem lies in the board. It's quite simple. It lies in the board. Dave King, who I, I wasn't sure about at the beginning, but actually I really like him now because he handed the club back to the board that's there just now. He, he, he pant, uh, passed control back over to them. And then he, would you call it, he had things to do back home with his own business. And then he's been all for the fans take control of the club, which I totally agree with. That's what should happen. And I think that, that, that you know, the MGM meeting they're having uh, shortly, that they should actually uh, be a vote for of no confidence in the board because... They're so silent. It's, it's, it's actually surprising. I mean, so there's not much comes out of them. Number one and number two, I think they've left the Giovanni Van Bronckers to dry because they've they've even come out and says, "Oh, he will be in." They've just left it, let it be. Mm-hmm. So I think that they should actually stand up and, and shake themselves down and realise that look, it's time for Dave Kemp to come back, and he's going to initiate. The, the Rangers fans were owners of the club just like Hearts which is a fantastic thing because it's just no harming you know and, and you know Giovanni Van Bronckers like he's a legend man he's an absolute legend I can't, I can't work out that's why the, the AGM one way or another can be very important Mark because it is a good or it's actually one of your only real opportunities to See the board Be in contact with the board Put a point to the board And if Ahmed Even if Ahmed speaks on behalf of Half the Rangers fans It's still a massive number Who feel That the communication's not there And Yes not all, every fan Rocks up to the AGM It's only shareholders of course But I would be amazed If there wasn't some harsh words Being exchanged When of course. that meeting does come around Well the board Oh, obviously hear the noise run about the stadium just now and they'll read the newspapers and they read social media but there's something to be said about being in the same room uh, as the people that's running the club and venting your anger and seeing what it actually means to the fans who invest their time and money into the club so th- that's going to be a tricky you know, couple of hours for the Rangers board uh, and it'll be interesting to see what comes from that I mean, the the point in Van Bronker so we're going back to the football side of it and Ahmed saying he doesn't understand because Van Bronckers, you know, got to the final and he won the cup. That's that's the good things he has done. Nobody can take that away from him, and it's quite an achievement to get to a European final. But I think it's more the things he's he's not done probably that irks the Rangers fans. So when you look at him when he comes in, the lead he had in the league and that quickly got frittered away. Then the decline um, in the performances, then the players regress, and then he finds himself. Unable to keep up with Celtic at this early stage in the game. That's the things that that matter to the fans here now. I don't think they'll forget him for 
for getting to a European final but a couple like Rangers in the Scottish Premiership can't stand still they can't rest on what they did last year and if the fans see a brand that they don't like and they think it's going backwards I think they're every right to to vent their frustrations and when that happens it's one guy that takes a fall it's it's not the it's not usually the board it's not usually 18 players it's the manager I mean see the goodwill that he's got in the tank from winning the Scottish Cup getting to a Europa League final for you being nine points behind and having those heavy defeats in the Champions League for you that's clearly not enough to get rid of that goodwill so what would be you know, if you, if you don't have any ill feeling towards the job he's doing just now, what would it take for that goodwill that he's got to be wiped out? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I, you know, I just want him to get his chance and his opportunity because I know for I'm, I'm positive. I don't know for a fact, but I'm positive that the players that came in weren't they all completely hundred. Yes, he probably had a bit of a say in it. But I don't think it was actually him that brought the players in. I mean, I, I think if you, you mean he, 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 he's from Holland. Remember, he's, he's, he knows a lot about Dutch football. There was not one player that came from Holland. That's surprising, is it not? Yeah, I mean, I've seen that said before, Gordon. But look, we're back to this age-old discussion about sporting directors and who has what mm. influence and all the rest of it. I'm pretty sure they would both say that it's a combined effort. Um, again, you know, to sort of put it to you then. The, the way that Ahmed's very much focused on the goodwill that's there from last season and find that, that winning the Scottish Cup's good Rangers needed to do that for the first time in a long time of course getting to the Europa League final for a team from Scotland is a very good achievement as well how how long can that back you up in the job that you're doing then? Yeah for some it probably can like yeah, and Until what point? That, that's um, that <clears throat> Um, probably uh, for these guys that still believe in Van Bronckhorst I mean ne- for instance The next month Right so that's it It's not like Europa League final last season no. Scottish Cup final uh, Scottish Cup win Therefore he gets this season no matter what No absolutely no, no chance No because I'll tell you what's going against him as well But then I, how I, can you change What so if, if you're even close to changing how, do you, how can you then change in like January Rather than now you know Well there's a transfer window coming up I don't think you would It's even more worrying I don't, Yeah but I would, don't think you would trust a manager Whose track record so far And the transfer market's been not good for me I think that yes he's been unfortunate One or two guys Pitching up and picking up injuries Suter for instance Davis has struggled Lawrence has been a big miss for him I think he's, he's decent But you look at the Matondos of this world they're not really excited, the Rangers fans. Um, Cholak's come in, gets his goals, comes in for a bit of criticism because apart from that, he doesn't really contribute a lot. But for me, if you're playing with Rangers or Celtic, you're a number nine, score goals first and foremost, and you've got to give the boy credit. I think it's uh, the way the fans have turned against them, uh, you know, the entertaining side of it as well. See, they're playing week in, week out, and they're playing on the front foot, they're playing good, attractive football, they've been a bit unlucky in a few games. I think you buy yourself some time that way, but I think there's a lot of Rangers fans switched off already. And where I do agree with the board, I think the board owe the Rangers fans something to come out and give them a bit of information. You know, they don't just come right out after the weekend. We're now into Thursday. If they're going to make a change, it is the time with the World Cup. It gives you that four weeks, whatever it may be, to get a new manager Four weeks tonight, don't forget it. Prepare. But if it's not, 
come out and say it the Rangers fans listen we've got every faith in Gio we're going forward and I think they'll accept that you remember this is a manager who sat when asked a question about these transfers and the transfer market was he happy he came out and said yeah delighted with the transfer market didn't want anything else so he's got to take the biggest responsibility Ahmed it was lovely to speak to you you take care that was Ahmed in Glasgow on 01419511025 and we'll take more calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, Gordon DL Both here as always on a Thursday I'll get them a full-time teaser soon uh, All being well And we'll put that to them See how they come up with the answers It's 0141-951-1025 Or it's Twitter At Clyde SSB So get in touch And let the guys know what is on your mind I just I must admit, do you know what my favourite debate that these two are having at the moment? Now, arguments between these two, they're like an old married couple. Um, they're regular on the show, but this might be my favourite for just how bizarre it is, but I need to word this very carefully. Mm. Very carefully. The bosses will be worried. Because this is a family show, of course, right? Yeah. And coming up to this time of year, mm-hmm. I don't want to shatter any illusions. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. going with this nonsense. But... As we all know, Mark Wilson works for the AR26 Andy Robertson charity. Yes. Mm. And he's trying to get you to perform, mm-hmm. shall we say, a very important festive role. Okay? We'll mm-hmm. leave it there, won't we? Because, like I said, yeah. we don't want to shatter any illusions. Well, it's not it's Jesus. It's a family show. To rule Jesus. P- people uh, you know, might be listening. I don't, want to, one. don't want to ruin anything. And, and but for- he's, he's trying to recruit you yeah. to perform a very important festive role. And I think you'd be perfect for it. I know, I'm double booked. I just I'm, think... I'm Buddy and Asda. I just this think season. I think you're perfect for it. I just yeah. think... Do, what, no. what part do you, do, am I perfect for it? But look the at your hair. face. Oh, right away. Y- yeah. And, and you're the build. Quite, quite good. And, That's why I and use the creams d- at night. You're quite rotund. What do you mean quite well built? Your broad shoulders. Oh, thank you. And... You got that big jolly I think it's your jolly laugh. I think that's what he means. <laughs> See that oh! one right there. Perfect. <laughs> now if I wasn't looking at you, I would think someone's oh, no. perfect. But anyway, like we can't say too much, right? Well, I can, I, can we, we say don't that want he's, to we don't want to he's I, been a no, this I, is the number that, do you know what I could certainly be Rudolph. See when, <laughs> See when I f- this is this is a very important <laughs> line. This is a line not to cross here, right? On this show, this could be this could be your last ever show if you if you make a mess. We're here, not so making a mess. I think don't you two just don't talk anymore. We've got to leave it to me. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take the flack for it. So you're going to do it. I though? think you would be perfect for the festive role that Mark Wilson wants you to fulfil for his charity. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I can't make that date. Um, you can. Listen, no, we'll can't. change the date. We'll change it for you. Do, we'll change January Christmas should... just for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, watch this. You up. I know it's for charity, for goodness <laughs> sake. Oh. Hey, I've done more than enough for charity. I've flew out of buildings, helicopters, planes. That is true. Everything. This is a different charity. Though. <laughs> oh, it's just not very charitable, it's are not you? Very jolly, especially at this time of year. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Scott is in East Kilbride. What's your point tonight, Scott? Gordon, Mark, Sazer, how you doing guys? Good, thank you, good. Um, just, uh, both of them, oh, as ex-players, just want to get your opinion on a few things I've picked up on. See when you watch Rangers play, every man receives the ball stationary. There's no runs, there's no third man running, there's no quick one-twos, triangles. 
the distances between their players is massive. And even when we're attacking, we're not attacking as a unit and compressing teams when we're defending one, two passes and teams are right, cutting right through us. Um, it's just, I think that's the main problem. We're all stationary. There's no off the ball running. But I don't think we've got the legs and that team to be doing that. We're not pressing. That might be the issue as well. We've not got the, the players to play a pressing game. I think that showed up in Europe. Um, how, much, how much of that is fixed or alleviated, Scott, by players returning? Because I'm, I'm fascinated by this sort of debate or discussion. Lots of Rangers fans are hopeful that things will be a lot better when players return, and that's understandable. Um, well, do you think that allows the style to change, or do those same, you know, pro- same problems still exist? I think the main issue is that it'll probably still exist because if that's the tactics that you use, want they get the players wide as possible, the distances between the players, that's not going to change. If that's the tactics, he's wanting the, the wide men to touch the lines, which is fine, you know, to create some gaps for the middle. But that's the problem. We've not got the players or we've not got the vision to cut through players, or cut through teams in the, in the middle. Our only attacking option is Kent. Fashion's touch and goals at a lottery. So that's the main issue. The, the tactics are not going to change. So even bringing Hadji, like Hadji back, he might pop up a couple of goals. But I think, I'd, yeah, I don't think it's going to going to change. And I've tried to defend Gio's as long as I can, believe me. Uh, I think he's been hung out to dry this window. Uh, the most recent window there in the summer was probably the best one in a while. I do believe there were some good players brought in. Just been really, really unlucky. But the couple of seasons before that, windows before that, Ross Wilson's been slim and he's just allowed this to happen. He promised it would never happen again. A 10-player turnaround and he said one, two at a time. Player trading model, we banged that drum for a year, two years now. And it's we're back to the the days of where we, well, that's what we're doing. 10 in, 10 out. Yeah, I, I, I'm genuinely interested to see, Gordon. I don't, I don't have a judgment either way because on one hand, as Scott says, you know, if that's the style, then changing the players or getting fit players back, you know, they'll, they'll continue to play that way. But then maybe, I don't know, a midfield of Hadji, Lundstrom and Lawrence mm-hmm. just will be more creative and then you won't have to rely on, on Kent and Barisic or Tavernier or whoever to cross the ball as often as they do, which seems to be the big bugbear. But then to contradict that and go back again, if that's what the manager wants, maybe that's what the manager gets, even if it is a different trio in midfield. Yeah, but but it's a turn off for the Rangers fans. They're not enjoying the brand of football. Gone. That's what I mean. Do you think it would be different? Would 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 a different personnel? Yeah, if I, I, change it I, automatically. Yeah, or does yeah, the manager I, need to change something? I, I think per, I think you've got to look at teams now. Say right, okay, we'll we'll. We'll make sure that we we force you onto the wide areas. We know what your game plan is. You've got to play the ball in. We've got big centre-halves in there. We're going to win the ball. I.e., perfect example, Livingston at Ibrox. Worked an absolute treat. Obviously, it didn't work for Aberdeen because Rangers played one of their best games of the season against Aberdeen at Ibrox. But I think when you've got a mixture in the middle of the park, uh, the rotations, the movement, players that are go beyond make, as, as uh, Scott said there, uh, and he's right about third men running You know, open up defences The front men creating space for a midfield To take up that space and go beyond It doesn't happen at Rangers It's very static football I'm I'm a bit surprised with it Because we all And I think every one of us love The way that the Dutch football We always talk about the style of the Dutch football Van Bronckers come in We knew there's got to be bags of pace Bags of energy about the, the team I don't know about that though Because it... Uh, 
we keep hearing from Rangers fans who say they've been hearing from Feyenoord fans. It just that, wasn't his that, way. Playing. This was this was what to expect, basically. So uh, that's what I've been saying. The full week, the injured players coming back. How is it going to be any different now? Yes, well, they I think are. Defensively, certainly. You're, well, you, Goldson makes you're a, a difference. You're hoping not to ship that type of goal that you did against St Mirren if you've got Goldson and a fully fit Ben Davies, for yeah, instance. So, I'm I'm probably more talking about going forward then if we're, if we're on Scott's point about people breaking the lines and people running in behind to create space for others. That just doesn't happen. If you've got Lawrence back in the team or you've got Hadji back in the team, if the manager dictates you play a certain way and he's got his players very rigid and there's not much scope for off-the-cuff stuff, then it's going to be the same result. That's why I'm I'm not really buying into this. Yeah, once he gets the injuries back, that'll be his best shot. Because remember, the injuries coming back, Hadji has not kicked a ball for a long time. You try to tell me he's going to be up to speed for the Hibs game, he's going to come in and make a huge difference. Lawrence has not kicked a ball for a full, t- uh, a full two or three months. He's going to come back and get maybe a closed-door game is a Bayer Leverkusen the friendly? If he's that's if he's fit, we keep hearing that players are coming back run about the end of the World Cup. What does that even that mean? Is that going to be ready? So that's why I think it's the manager's style that he's not getting the best out of the players. That's why I think it's important just now. Mm. If they're going to make a change, it has to be. I agree with you. This with Mar- week. I agree with you, Mark, in the point that you're saying. Look, it's got to take Hadji and Lawrence uh, to get up to speed. I totally agree, but. I think different personnel going forward certainly helps. Now you look at you look at Celtic for instance, and you think, look at the the wide men they've got: Jota, Abada, where it might have been Hagsabanovic. Great going forward, great pace. Right, hold on a minute. They've got people in the middle. Let's let's try and defend the middle apart. But the rotation in the middle apart, we watched it against Motherwell for part. Hatati, O'Reilly, uh, Moy played that. The, the rotation is incredible. So you're not just worrying about the wide areas with the pace and the skill that they've got. You're worried about the movement in the middle part. And I think that's where Rangers lack big time for me. They've not got that rotation. Scott, I keep thinking back to a comment a previous Rangers fan made on tonight's show that every day that goes past, he thinks it's less and less likely that a managerial change happens in this break. Do you share that? Or could that still be something that takes place? No, he's right. Just, just first of all, the the, the, two, the two boys here, they, they nailed it. Two words: static and rigid. That, that, it sums up Rangers this season so far. Um, I, I thought come Monday, um, something would have happened, and they put the guys right every day that passes. Although we, we do have a two-week break um, before the players come back, they're on holiday. The now, so maybe something could happen. But if once the guys get back in training after this two-week break. If he's still in place, then that's Samuel will be there. And then any, if we if we sack him after that, it's down to the board. It's no and geo because they've again slipped me the wheel there. That it should have been dealt with. So if we get a doing off Celtic again in January, we fall further behind and then we sack him. It's on the board. So they're putting themselves at risk with that one. It's no longer on geo. Thank you very much. That was Scott and East Kilbride. Some passionate stuff uh, from a Rangers perspective. Thanks again. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter. At Clyde SSB Did you know there was International football taking place But yeah. a stone's throw away From the flat tonight Yeah I'm, I'm I'm going to try and catch The last 20 minutes Well I kicked off at 7 So I think you will be Well I'll catch the last 20 Then clock to 8 Yeah I'll catch the last 20 I'll catch the last 
to five. Nah, nah, I just look. If you're I, lucky, I'll watch the floodlights going out. Anyway, Scotland under twenty ones are playing Iceland under twenty ones, and they've just taken the lead. And talk about home comforts. It's a well, sort of. It's a Motherwell player that's opened the scoring, but he's on loan at Cove, so he doesn't really play much for Motherwell. Max Johnson, son of. Alan. Alan Mr Johnson yeah. Mr Johnson <laughs> And uh, he has opened the scoring And um, I think it's quite an interesting time For the, the 21s Mark Because there's not a lot of household names in there mm. It means that they're all very, they're quite young If you like um, And the goal was set up by Ben Doak I was going to say there is one So he's just turned 17 yeah. We know what he's doing at Liverpool Left Celtic recently And he's set up the goal for Max Johnson To put Scotland under 21s One in front I think that's the interesting thing About these fixtures That Ben Doak is on the rise His name's getting mentioned More and more You see more and more Pop up on social media And he's at a big club So these games like these Fans going along to watch him Exciting it, times for him I think it's free entry tonight as well I mean if I was doing my job I should have probably said that you know, before the game, and yeah. try and try and urge people to get along. If you want, to go, if you to, want go. to go up for the second half, um, <laughs> feel free to make the trip. Don't encourage people. The parking um, roundabout there now is terrible. I'm not happy about it at all. Yeah, but the there we go. So. Is and it a panel? Oh, Cinderella! Has it started? Has it? It's doing my head. No, in. that place across from your house. Oh, I can't go. I can't go. My has it started way. already? Started. Yeah. Oh, busy few weeks for you. That. Oh. Oh no it's I love not. that I love that You're getting hassled <laughs> By busloads of Hunting gores Ah you deserve Every bit of it Oh it's a little Ridiculous see, see if you gave A wee bit back To the yeah, universe by, fu- by fulfilling The important Festive role That Mark Wilson's Charity yep. wants you to do Maybe these things Wouldn't wouldn't come your way But anyway uh, Speaking of That time of the year It is very much Pantomime season Which means it's time For this Cash for kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Specialists Proud to support the local community Yes, joking aside, we know that this is going to be a particularly difficult time of year for a lot of local families That's the reality of it And Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back to try and just make a bit of a difference We're not talking about making it a completely magical day Just trying to make it a bit different And for those children right here on our doorstep that need it the most Provide some things that Actually a lot of us take For granted Now to hear exactly What difference your money Could make this Christmas Here's Claire From Weston Bartonshire Community Food Share uh, It's a food and clothing bank That helps families in poverty And Claire's going to tell us A little bit about The families that she's been Working with We had a family get in touch Who both parents Are out working And have never Ever been in this situation before They contact us A week before The two of them Are due to get paid Because there's no food Left in the house There's no money That was a very difficult call Because They found it very Very hard to get in touch And ask for that help Yeah It doesn't really Bear thinking about For a lot of people And for Loads of people that That's just the reality though In some parts of Glasgow In the west It's as many as One in two children Living in poverty Which is Alarming to say the least Now we can't uh, Like I said earlier on Make it completely magical We're just trying to make A bit of a difference And we guarantee That every single penny 100% of the funds raised Goes straight back To support those families That really do need it the most This Christmas It'll make such a difference So if you can spare anything at all Find all the details On how to donate At Clyde1.com Forward slash mission That's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part Tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson And Gordon DL Are here I've done you out of a teaser Haven't I Just yeah. had technical difficulties again Somebody was testing Some sort of <laughs> Who was yeah, that yeah. I don't know <laughs> so, I could have been to anybody 
And we've well, I'm assuming he's, he's, he's meant well, to be here All I know is at one point My computer screen's just switched off And I couldn't get you a That's teaser That's alright Actually, see to be honest well, we'll I actually don't like the teaser day. Well, because you're so bad at it I like the teaser I love it Well, yeah. you like it because I'm good at it It's Someone the busiest your phone is All week Don't start that See that? Oh, you know, that's not true on that topic no. um, Very much on that topic actually You know how I was trying my best To be subtle and explain to the listeners Because it's it's a difficult subject On a family show mm. That you have been asked to perform A very important festive role On behalf mm. of Mark Wilson's charity You have turned it down Because you're a Scrooge And we're going to try and get you to change your mind Well your old pal Curious Creatures <laughs> Has sent some poetry in Is it good? And he doesn't do it too often right It's magnificent It can't be read out Seriously? Yeah, Is that be. that good? I, look I like to push the boundaries As much as the next yeah. guy Producer Callum's not even here Oh everybody's listening There is No I genuinely can't Look If they say We'll go away Not a chance <laughs> We'll go away Where let's can the listeners say, find us? Let's just say It's interesting that you've used the word Sack Because it features heavily <laughs> In Curious Creatures poem <laughs> That you sent in About your festive role Okay So uh, <laughs> oh. We'll leave it there I think Do you know what I could do the first <laughs> verse But I can't do the second verse With the punchline A festive role For Dazzler It sounds right up his street Jumping down the chimneys To fill the home with treats <laughs> read, the, read the next bit What's no. the next line Can nope. it be that bad oh, Yes involved. it can no, Not happening Absolutely not A sack must be involved At Curious <laughs> at, at Curious Creatures or something along those lines on Twitter You'll find it I've replied to it from my No I can't, This one cannot be read out Okay uh, 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 By the way We're almost all the way there now. No we're not No, no, no we're not though uh, he, he actually panics I've seen their mics get off there I did turn off <laughs> it's, I no. might withdraw my offer Now Of <laughs> having you uh, Anywhere near it's the Christmas last three, celebrations The last three lines are problematic. I need, yeah, I, I, need, I, need, I need to have a look at that's this. All, that's yeah. all I'll say. By yeah. the way, see, during the break, he's, he's also invited himself to my house for Christmas dinner. Oh, please film that. What, what would you mean, film? You, you to be fair, you're working his way around. No, you. I don't. I didn't <laughs> see him. You, you heard him saying to me. You did invite yourself. But he's working his way around because remember a couple of years ago he rocked up to mine at Hogmanay. And by the way, when I say mine, I don't mean my house, I mean my. Parents house <laughs> My gran My gran's there My uh, aunties Uncles And him What did your family say When he turns up Well this is what's even worse right? I was working I was on here He was there first <laughs> That's weird. I came home to find him there <laughs> That's strange Oh well, you're right CD. It was strange uh, You have no shame Whatsoever like, Literally <laughs> The and I mean it, I'm not, for exa- I'm not exaggerating, the only non-family member. <laughs> I can only imagine your face when you exactly. walked in. Uh, I'm sitting in the corner. <laughs> I've been at work. Show finishes at eight. Quick change. Up the road. Yeah. He's in the house. We made shortbread. And genuinely, nothing to do with me. Did you take it in the long Or did, did you just he, turn up The opposite He took a goodie bag <laughs> home Because I had I to did, take him the place. I, I had to oh, take him home At three mum. in the morning With all sorts of foods Oh, and oh that's right I, That was great Anyway right Same with yours Don't let me down Don't let him beat you 
Right, you're nearly out of time. You'll be pleased. The listeners will be pleased to know. Um, <laughs> Covered some serious points tonight, haven't we? But do you know what? There's, there's a bit of football doing the rounds. We've we've kind of worked our way around and Celtic playing in Australia this morning, and still Rangers fans just kind of wondering what's going on this week. Not said too much about the Scotland game last night. A similar bracket, I guess, to Celtic. Some people will shrug their shoulders and say, "A friendly. Who cares? Calvin Ramsey will care. A debut, as you heard on." Yeah. Beat the pundit John McGinn will care Great goal. 15th goal for his country And an unbelievable one at that Yeah good Great return Terrific goal I've got to say Young Ramsey I thought he had a shaky start But he looks like he's got a good career ahead of him Gordon I like the cut of him I think he's got everything in his locker to be a right good uh, full back mm. um, Look I, I thought I thought it was played at a good pace Usually when you sit down to watch these games After 15-20 minutes You're thinking Oh no turn it over but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought the opposition, Turkey, were right up for it as well. They wanted seriously to win it. Um, so I thought it was a good competition. And I thought Steve Clark would probably get a lot out of it. Um, I mean, that said, defeat. And that's never ideal, whether it's a friendly or not, with the things that were concerning or... I, I think uh, we got a warning just before the goal with the ball in the box and the lad got a header, three header off the crossbar that was the warning five minutes later same type of ball from the same area we didn't switch on and we get punished so you can learn from a lot of these things and obviously it gets people in amongst the squad again which is always good I think for an international manager it's good to try and get everyone together obviously other lads are away in World Cup duty Celtic decided not to release their players that's completely up to them um, but I thought for Steve Clark, I think he would have taken a lot of encouragement out of it I mean Mark just purely on John McGinn that's him up to 15 which means there are only six men that have scored more goals for their country than John McGinn Dennis Law Kenny Dalgleish Ali McCoyst and Kenny Miller are the most recent Now it's not to take anything away These records are still every bit as valid But just for a bit of context I mean Huey Gallagher last played for Scotland in 1935 I think So mm-hmm. he's one that's above him And Laurie Riley I could have been the well. teaser Gordon he's level, he's level with James McFadden He's got three to go to surpass our very own Kenny Miller He's got four to go to surpass Ali McCoyst There's every chance John McGinn's going to be right up there Yeah uh, it, It's frightening because... The, the position he plays in and you know he's played numerous roles in that midfield as well you know he's not always been that attack minded one he's sometimes played the deeper one and he's just been the guy that we turn to so many times same last night I mean his goal was fantastic great technique clean strike of the ball and I think he will surpass that but some of those names are are Scotland greats and I think we're lucky I think when John Eventually retires We will look back on him Like that Because he does it In the big games Where we need him most And he's still got A huge mm. future I mean what age Is John McGinn just now He must be 27 I would say He must be running about that So he's got A long time How players look after Themselves now Just turn 20 And let you away oh, 28 ah, last good month shout The way they look after Themselves And John McGinn's An incredibly fit boy He'll go On and on and on And I mean when did Scott Brown retire for international football? 34, something like that. You imagine McGinn plays to that level. He'll be right up the scoring charts. I mean, what a goal it was. I mean, he's meant, he has scored in big games and when we've needed it in qualification campaigns. Obviously, last night's a friendly. And he's got some good ones in there. He's, I can remember the overhead kick against mm, Austria. Yeah. There's been a few really emphatic finishes. Oh, that would be... That's got to be one of his best scores. Be 
picks it up in his own half yeah, Drives forward yeah. That and is it, a, a fellow English Premier League centre-back He's holding off and then smashes it in the Yeah, corner. I think he was go- he was looking to take one for the team Because he knew McGinn had the beating of him And it was a composure at the end It's a terrific strike He's still got a lot to do Now imagine running that distance <laughs> You would have been accurate oh, I, I can run it I would have had to wait up there for him Just to bring the ball to me But He's run that distance He's got a defender chasing him Getting near him all the time And then he's got the composure And the ability to stick it in the bottom corner well, That was a bit loud wasn't it? Yeah That's enough for you <laughs> Good night I told you look, the technology's doing weird things tonight That's What a guy that was in here He's messed all sorts <laughs> up honestly um, What I will say Is we have done wonders For Curious Creatures Twitter account tonight I've just clicked on And the number of likes And retweets on that poem He's written yeah. Through the roof yeah, He deserves it uh, A creative genius um, so Anyway go and check that out I've replied to him on Twitter as well You'll, you'll find it I think that's as far as I can go Thank you Mark and Gordon Thank you for your company tonight I've been saying it We're going to be here We'll be here every night Throughout this break and there'll never be a dull day, surely. Scottish football. And if all else fails, just call us up and let us know what's on your mind anyway, because we like to share these nights with you, whether the Premiership's here or not. And tomorrow, the great thing about it, we get the chance to put a lot of focus on the Championship and beyond that we otherwise wouldn't. So if you wait patiently all those other months of the year and you shout at your radio and think, you lot never talk about my team, Partick Thistle or Morton or Hamilton Ackies or Airdrie or whoever... Why don't you pick up the phone tomorrow and get in touch? Hugh Kevens and Kenny Miller will be here, and Callum Gallagher is up next.